0: There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ShumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Void were prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Welcome to the 455th episode of Travel it Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with my friend and co-host, Mary Ellen Nugent-Lee, and this is the 11th season of Travel it Radio, the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your armchair.
2: Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies and others in the world of travel and hospitality, from authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists, if it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Travel Itch Radio.
1: And tonight, we're pleased to welcome Ryan Winfrey, Public Relations Coordinator for the State of Virginia to Travel Itch Radio. Welcome, Ryan. Well, hey, Dan and Mary Ellen. Happy to be here today and to talk about all the great things about Virginia. Ryan, both Marianne and I have been frequent visitors to Virginia and know there's a lot to talk about. So let's start with your history, which includes eight presidents and predates the Revolutionary War. Where can Virginia visitors find artifacts from the colonial era, where they start at the George Washington homestead of Mount Vernon?
3: Well, Mount Vernon is always a great place to be if you're a history buff. There's plenty to do there, from visiting the museum full of artifacts, touring a working reconstruction of Washington's distillery, where they're even making his own whiskey today with his original recipe, or just enjoying a stroll among the historic grounds. They do a great job up there in keeping visitors always entertained, and they're always adding new exhibits. It's just one of the many cool history destinations in Virginia. Now,
2: Ryan, wasn't Virginia the first permanent English colony in the New World?
3: Virginia is absolutely home to the first permanent English settlement in the New World, Jamestown. Jamestown is one piece of another popular destination for tourists interested in the the colonial era, the Historic Triangle, which consists of historic sites and attractions from the first English settlement at Jamestown with John Smith to the end of the Revolutionary War at Yorktown and the founding of a new nation at Williamsburg. You
2: mentioned John Smith.
3: Didn't Captain
2: John Smith meet Pocahontas in Virginia?
3: Indeed. Smith first met Pocahontas, and he was captured a few weeks after the first colonist arrived in the area. But unlike some popular Disney movies would have you believe, there was no such romantic relationship between the two. She actually ended up marrying another colonist named John
1: Rolfe, but
3: that's a story
1: for another time. Oh, darn. (laughs) In addition to our first president, George Washington, and the author of the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson, who are some of the other presidents with Virginia Roots?
3: Well, Virginia is lucky enough to count eight of its native sons holding the office of the presidency, including four of the first five presidents, being George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, and James Monroe, with later ones being William Henry Harrison, John Tyler, Zachary Taylor, and Woodrow Wilson. Virginia is called Mother of Presidents for a reason, and quite a (laughs) few of their houses are still around and available for tours. If you're ever in the Charlottesville area, I'd like to recommend checking out Jefferson's Monticello followed by James Madison's Montpelier, which is only 45 minutes away. All these houses and museums have been updated to better reflect the entire community that lived and worked at these large estates, free and enslaved. It's an experience for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. And Robert E. Lee was another famous Virginian, but he wound up as the top Confederate general in the Civil War. I know that Custis Lee Manton is at Arlington National Cemetery, but is Lee buried there along with so many American heroes? Interesting enough, Lee is actually buried further west in the Shenandoah Valley
3: underneath the Washington and Lee College Chapel. Lee was the president of of that college at the time. But I'll also Mm. mention that just last year, the National Park Service reopened the Custis Lee Mansion, which is also known as the Arlington House, following a three-year closure for just complete rehabilitation of the site and transformation of the visitor experience. Now these new exhibits and research allow the visitors to better interpret a wider story of the history of the Custis and Lee families alongside that of the more than 100 enslaved people who labored on the plantation. Together these stories reveal a more complex, more complete picture of life at Arlington House and of the people and events that changed our nation.
1: We're talking with Ryan Winfrey about Virginia.
3: Ryan,
2: Virginia hosted many major Civil War battles, from Bull Run, Fredericksburg, and Chancellorsville, to the decisive Battle of Animatics Courthouse. What artifacts can visitors find on and around
3: these old battlefields? So for better or for worse, Virginia was the site of the most Civil War battles. And when you visit one of our many battlefields, you'll find something different at each one. Some offer guided walking tours of the property or electronic battle maps that provide visitors with comprehensive overviews of the battle timelines. But they also have displays of military equipment and other artifacts at the various visitor centers and museums at the battlefields. I just wouldn't recommend taking any artifacts you might find on those battlefields. <laughs> no, of course
2: not. <laughs> But you also have so many natural attractions, from the Shenandoah Valley and Blue Ridge Mountains to the Chesapeake Bay. The state also has several major rivers, including the Potomac, the Rappahannock, did I say that right, the York, and the James. And are all those romantic water views the reason your tourism slogan is Virginia is for Lovers?
3: Well, that's the beauty of our over 50-year-old iconic slogan. Virginia is for lovers can be for lovers of anything. But I won't argue oh. that our abundant first natural attractions certainly ring true that Virginia is for outdoor lovers. I just love how you can start your day with a sunrise at the beach and end it with a sunset on top of a mountain, with a bit of driving in between, of course. Oh.
1: Let's talk marine life for a second. The Chesapeake has clams, oysters, blue crabs, anchovies, and many other species. We hear fishing is also good on the rivers with brook trout, the state fish. Is that true?
3: Yes. Yes, from the Chesapeake Bay in the east to the blue ribbon streams in western Virginia, we love our marine wildlife. Spring, of course, is when the majority of anglers take a hike into the mountains to chase trout. But we're actually in the midst of bringing Shad Run, which is when the large schools of Shad migrate in from the salt waters of the ocean to the fresh waters of our rivers to spawn. The James River through Richmond is notorious for its Shad Run. It's
1: one of the most popular times for tourism fishing.
2: Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Virginia
1: used to be bigger before an area sympathetic to the Union broke off and became West Virginia. What was the story with that? It was a combination of sorts.
3: As you said, the area was more sympathetic to the Union, and the more rural and self-sufficient West Virginians were being drowned out politically and economically by the eastern half of the state's land and slave-owning class. Unfortunately, the separation was unavoidable.
1: Hmm. We're talking with Ryan Winfrey about Virginia.
2: Now, Ryan... The current state of Virginia seems to have one foot in Washington since it's the home of the Pentagon, built during World War II in Arlington County, the CIA in Langley, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office in Alexandria, the U.S. Geological Survey in Reston, and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service in Bailey's Crossroads. So isn't also Norfolk the biggest naval base in the world?
3: Correct. The Naval Station Norfolk is the world's largest naval station, supporting 75 ships and 134 aircraft, alongside 14 piers and 11 aircraft hangars. No small feat, for sure, and it is one of the reasons for the large military population you'll find residing in the area. It's no coincidence that some of Virginia's most heavily populated, populated areas, like Hampton Roads and Northern Virginia, are home to federal agencies.
2: Hmm, Yeah, and even the Washington Metro stretches into Virginia, and I believe it has even expanded to link Dulles Airport with downtown D.C. Does that make it easier to get around?
3: Absolutely it does. With such a large population in the northern Virginia area, we're always looking at ways to get around more efficiently, and the Washington Metro is a huge part of that. In fact, the Metro is the second busiest rapid transit system in the United States after the New York City subway, and the fifth busiest in North America. That's why they are constantly expanding the line to reach more destinations.
1: Reston has personal meaning to me, Ryan, because it was modeled after my town of Radburn, New Jersey, the first planned community in the United States. Isn't Reston also the home of the expanded Smithsonian Air and Space Museum, not to mention Dulles Airport?
3: So while maybe not technically in Reston, both the expanded Air and Space Museum and Dulles Airport are in Fairfax County, which also includes Reston. And since the Air and Space Museum in D.C. is closed until this fall, I highly recommend taking a trip to the Northern Virginia location.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I write for USA Today Sports Weekly, which comes out of McLean. And I understand USA Today's daily paper has 520,000 subscriptions, tops in the country. Politico, which covers national politics, also has a home in Virginia, in Roslyn, not to mention big city papers in Norfolk, Richmond, and Roanoke. So your state is extremely literate, isn't it? What can I say?
3: Virginia's for lovers of reading and writing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're talking with Ryan Winfrey about Virginia.
2: Oh, Ryan, Virginia is said to be the biggest state without a major pro sports franchise but the Washington Commanders train in Ashburn, and the Washington Capitals practice in Boston. So you're not totally devoid. Plus you have tons of college sports with, a, with 14 universities competing in the NCAA Division
3: I. Yes. So while we don't have a major pro sports franchise at the moment, although there have been talks about re- relocating the new Commanders NFL stadiums in Northern Virginia, there's still Ooh. plenty of other options five sports ranging from collegiate to minor leagues the uva men's basketball just won the national championship a few years ago and the richmond flying squirrels an affiliate of the san francisco giants are a good example of a popular minor league baseball team Mm
0: -hmm.
1: with a benign climate golf is extremely popular my friend al clark a former major league umpire lives on a golf course in williamsburg and plays as often as he can so tell us about golf in virginia
3: Well, Al Clark must have done his research then. While Virginia has over 300 courses spread throughout the state, Williamsburg is one of the world's great golf destinations, ranked number 24 in the world by Golf Digest. And the Golden Horseshoe Golf Club, right around the corner from Colonial Williamsburg, is a must try.
2: Oh, wow. And tell us more about Colonial Williamsburg, one of your most unique tourist attractions.
3: Of course. So as I briefly touched on earlier, Colonial Williamsburg is one of the core pieces of Virginia's historic triangle. When you visit, Mm. you'll feel as if you've traveled back in time. Visitors here can explore dozens of original buildings, homes, and shops reconstructed on over 300 acres, most still on their original foundations. You can experience rare animal breeds, historic trades, and lovingly restored gardens that add layers of authenticity to the Colonial Williamsburg experience. It's a very popular destination during the
1: wintertime when it's all decorated for the holidays. Oh. For visitors who want to experience the beaches of the Chesapeake Bay, should they head to Virginia Beach? I hear it's your most populated city, though Arlington County is the top tourist destination in the state, followed by Fairfax County.
3: Virginia Beach is definitely the most popular of Virginia's beaches because it draws thousands of visitors each year, and it has everything for friends, families, and couples seeking out and having vacation. So that also means it can get crowded during the peak season, but for good reason. So if you are trying to ditch the crowds, I always suggest looking into the beaches on Virgi- found on Virginia's eastern shore peninsula. Cape Charles is one of the Commonwealth's best-kept beach secrets and one of the few public beaches on the eastern shore. But I also think visitors would enjoy the Assateague Island National Seashore. The beaches there stretch along the northeastern coast of the eastern shore, just a few miles from the town of Chickateague. And, of course, everyone always enjoys the wild ponies of the area.
2: Hmm.
1: Talking with Ryan Winfrey about Virginia. And you mentioned the wild ponies. Mary Ellen, do you want to ask more about that?
2: I do. What's the story with these wild ponies? They swim across the Assateague Channel into Chickatee? I, I didn't even know horses could swim.
3: <laughs> well, my fun fact about the ponies is they are believed to be descendants of the survivors of a Spanish galleon, which wrecked off the coast of <gasps> Assateague. So they've definitely staked their claim to their land for a long time now. And as for the swimming, I don't think quite a lot of people know horses can swim which might be why the Chickateague Pony Swim, held every July, attracts tens of thousands of spectators from around, from around the world to gather on the Chickateague Island to watch this annual tradition, which, by the way, is finally back for its 97th year after a two-year hiatus due to COVID. Oh, I'd go. Well, I've heard of the
1: dog paddle, but I've never heard of the pony paddle.
3: <laughs> it's an
1: experience for sure. <laughs> I'm sure it is. And I want to tell our listeners, you're listening to Travel Itch Radio with Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Nugent Lee. Find us on Block Talk Radio or iTunes. And also check out the archive show on Facebook. A great climate, Ryan, means great outdoor events. So let's hear about the Norfolk Harbor Fest scheduled for June, the Virginia Lake Festival the third week in July, and the Neptune Festival and Virginia State Fair, both slated for September.
3: Yes, these are all great events and festivals that happen in Virginia. And the Harbor Fest in June is a free festival and the largest, longest-running free maritime festival in the nation. Here, visitors can enjoy three days of tall ships, the parade of sails, festival foods and beverages, live performances, and one of the largest firework displays on the coast. The uh, Lake Festival in July in Clarksville attracts tens of thousands of visitors each year to view hundreds of attractions including hot air balloons, arts and crafts, live entertainment, uh, great local and ethnic food, and the traditional gathering of the, vo- of the boats, and, of course, a fireworks show. And Ooh. then the Beach Neptune Festival in September and early October is celebrating its 48th anniversary this year. And throughout that weekend, three daily concerts are scattered along 30 blocks of the famous Virginia Beach Boardwalk and feature over 20 performances from local, regional, and national recording artists. Hmm. And then finally, Virginia State Fair, also in late September, is one of Virginia's greatest annual traditions since 1854. Visitors can see Virginia's finest animals and agriculture, exhibits and shows, great music, fine arts and crafts, blue ribbon competitions, and
1: more. And that's held about a little less than an hour north of Richmond. Hmm and I am fascinated by the old-time Fiddler's Convention in Galax since it's been going strong since 1935.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah. Held every August. It's one of the oldest and largest Fiddler conventions we have and a great representation of, our, of the Crooked Road, Virginia's heritage music trail. The Crooked Road, road winds around almost 300 miles of scenic terrain in southwest Virginia, which includes 19 different counties, four cities, and 54 towns. So make sure to look for the signs along the trail as you explore the musical soul of Virginia's country to learn more about our legendary music history.
2: Hmm. Well, you have lots of other music festivals, film festivals, and, of course, an opera festival every summer at Wolf Trap National Park for the Performing Arts. Isn't there also opera in Norfolk and a symphony orchestra in Hampton Roads?
3: Yes. The Norfolk-based Virginia Opera is the official opera company of Virginia, and the Virginia Symphony is at the center of the Hampton Roads arts community. Those two musical acts, along with the many music venues and local festivals, show Virginia can really take pride in its diverse taste in music.
2: We're talking with Ryan Winfrey about Virginia.
1: Ryan, what about museums? I'm thinking of Mount Vernon, Coney, Williamsburg, the Chrysler Museum of Art, And, of course, the Stephen F. Udvar-Hazy Center of the National Air and Space Museum near Dulles Airport. Also, and this is a biggie, the new United States Army Museum, which just opened in Fort Belvoir.
3: Mm -hmm. The U.S. Army Museum officially opened to the public last year after decades of planning. This state-of-the-art museum is the first and only museum to really tell the comprehensive history of America's oldest military service branch. It's really cool that these stories are told through the eyes of the U.S. soldier, and this impressive museum features several different interactive exhibits, a multi-dimensional theater, a Medal, art, a Medal of Honor garden experience, and so much more. But Virginia has museums for everyone. Visitors can explore their favorite subjects from art, science, and history to tech innovations and space exploration when they visit a Virginia museum. One of my favorites, because of its uniqueness, is the Poe Museum in Richmond. It's a museum dedicated to the 19th century poet Edgar Allan Poe due to his residency in Richmond. And actually, they just celebrated their 100th anniversary of the museum just a couple days ago.
1: I love Old Town Alexandria, Ryan. Please edify our listeners. Can they take a ferry from there to a game at National Park, by the way?
3: <laughs> well, historic Old Town Alexandria has everything. It's a bustling center of local boutiques, award-winning restaurants, and impressive arts and culture. All nestled within a landscape of colonial-era architecture and cobblestone streets. It's a must-visit when you're in Northern Virginia, and yes, you can take a unique way of getting to a baseball game by ferry or water taxi.
2: Mm-hmm. And you've been talking about Virginia as the home of historic homes, but it's also the home of higher learning. How many colleges or universities does the state have?
3: Well, this number might be shocking to some, but Virginia is home to 129 colleges and universities. Of these, Ooh. 40 are public institutions, 44 are non-private private schools, and 45 are for-profit private institutions. We even have the second oldest institution of higher learning in America, the College of William & Mary. But we yeah. also have other historical institutions like Washington and Lee, and the University of Virginia.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, Going back to the the homes, wasn't Thomas Jefferson involved in the design of his home in Monticello and University of Virginia in Charlottesville and also the Virginia State Capitol still home to the Virginia General Assembly?
3: Yes, he was. It's really cool that he has so many buildings that he personally designed still around. And Thomas Jefferson was actually so proud of his involvement with the University of Virginia that he included on his gravestone, being the father of the University of Virginia, along with the author oh. of the Declaration of Independence and the Virginia Statute of Religious Freedom, while uh, omitting his time as President of the United States. Funny enough, <laughs> I guess even back people considered it a thankless job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Jefferson got around pretty well without the modern advantages of cars, trains, and planes. As travel Witch radio listeners know, I love transportation especially things on tracks, and Virginia has lots of it, in addition to the Metro, something called Virginia Railway Express, and even Amtrak's Auto Train, which links Wharton, Virginia, to Sanford, Florida. And aren't there also several free ferries? If it's free, it's for me.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point, and one Virginians really do take advantage of. Uh just to name one, the Jamestown Scotland Ferry crosses the James River to carry Virginia Route 31 traffic between James City County on the north and Surrey County on the south. It's the only state-run 24-7 365-day ferry in Virginia that is also free. And there are also several other that ferry travels travelers across the
1: Potomac River up north. We're talking with Ryan Winfrey about Virginia.
2: Now, Ryan, how many airports does Virginia have? I know Reagan National and Dulles handle about 20 million passengers per year, but what else is operating?
3: So Virginia has nine main commercial use airports all around the state. So besides Reagan and Dulles in Northern Virginia, there are airports near Charlottesville and Lynchburg in Central Virginia, Newport News and Norfolk in uh, Southeast Virginia and Roanoke in the Shenandoah Valley in the western part of Virginia, and then, of course, the Richmond International Airport. And Virginia is constantly adding new, direct, and affordable flights to and from our airports to other destinations. Just recently, Allegiant just added a direct flight from Roanoke to Nashville, which is sure to be a big hit.
2: Oh, yeah. And we haven't mentioned Richmond, the state capital. Wasn't it also the capital of the Confederacy?
3: Yes, it was. And there's a lot of history and culture still around in that era. But Richmond is also like so much more. Whether you're passionate about history, arts, and gardens, it is Virginia's historic garden week right now after all. Or even antiques, fine dining, outdoor recreation, theme parks. We have Bush Gardens and King's Dominion within an hour's travel. Or even NASCAR. We have a great NASCAR track right in the city. There's something for every taste in the historic Richmond region.
1: -hmm. Ryan, is there anything that we haven't asked you that you would like to add? I know there's probably a lot, but got a few minutes left, so let's hear it. Great. So yeah, um, you
3: know, I just want to reiterate. You know, now, Richmond, I mean, Virginia is is ready to be open for business. We're ready for travel. Um, I know people are traveling and you know, itching for places to go. And Virginia is a four-season destination because of being a mid-Atlantic climate. Um, we can find anything to do in the winter, spring, fall, and summer. It's just a great place to be, and always trying to be more welcoming to travelers of all types.
1: Okay, we got to mention the Virginia reel. As a fan of square dancing, I remember it well, and I love it. What's that all about? <laughs>
3: Well, I remember being taught it in elementary school, but I don't think it really stuck with me. But it uh, shares a great example of an old Virginia tradition that's still fondly remembered and still practiced to this day.
1: Well, if we could talk about a Fiddler's Convention, we can certainly talk about square dancing. And I also remember it from way back when when I was a kid. So good memories. Anyway, Ryan, how did Travel With Radio listeners learn more about Virginia?
3: That's a great question. Um, I always point any interested travelers to our website. Simply, it's just virginia.org. It has everything to help you plan your trip out from places to visit, things to do, places to stay, and the best spots to eat and drink. Visitors Mm -hmm. to our website can order a free Virginia travel guide. And this year's travel guide highlights surprising finds and unexpected experiences through a collection of personal recommendations and heartfelt narratives. From talented riders, just local enthusiasts and passionate travelers. And again, it is free to order, and I highly recommend snagging a copy online, or at one of our 12 welcome centers across the state.
1: Okay, one last question. The swimming pony thing really has me fascinated. Is there a specific date or time when people can see it?: Yes. So the actual
3: pony, the actual pony swim. Is Wednesday, July 27th this year. It's always in July, but this year's exact date is Wednesday, July 27th.
1: The obvious question here is, how do the ponies know they're supposed to swim that day?
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, it probably helps that we have a great team of uh, beach cowboys to help uh, wrangle them along.
1: Uh, somebody probably shoots up a gun and scares them, and they jump in the water, right? No. <laughs> That's how I had to learn to swim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our special guest tonight has been Ryan Winfrey from the state of Virginia. We really enjoyed having you. Thanks, Ryan, for joining us on Travel Witch Radio. Uh,
3: well, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure, and I hope you guys make your way back down to the Old Dominion since.
2: Oh, we We will. We definitely
1: will. Thank you so much. And listeners, if you don't have it yet, this is a fine time to acquire the new baseball Bible, Notes, Nuggets, Lists, and Legends, from our national pastime. 480 pages for less than a sawbuck. It's both a coffee table book and a bathroom book. Read it backwards and still enjoy it. That's the new baseball Bible with Mike Trout on the cover got nothing to do with Virginia lakes and streams, but still Mike Trout is on the cover. Get it tonight <laughs> on Amazon.com. And that's it for this edition of Travel It's Radio. Next week, same time, same station, same writers, same announcers, we'll talk Tennessee, home of Dolly Parton and the Chattanooga Choo Choo, with Mary Caitlin Price of Tennessee.gov. Now, this is Dan Schlossberg, along with my beautiful co-host Mary Ellen Nugent Lee saying thank you for your time this time until next time good night and stay safe